Hey guys, welcome back. Deep in most, I'm your host DJ, and I'm your host Sev. And today we are on episode nineteen. We are almost episode twenty. Um, I feel like my chair is so low. I don't know. You've been sitting. Oh yeah, you have been sitting over here. Yeah, but I didn't adjust the height. I don't even know which is. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you just made it lower. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, these damn buttons at the bottom. Try a different one. No, it's, it's one in the back. All right. Oh, so yes, um, today's a little bit of a more chill episode, and we're jumping into Excuse the Boys. <laughs> it's wild time, so they have the zoomies for sure. Um, but today we're going to dive into some ancient slash lost civilizations today. Yeah. We have two of them. So... Yeah, and you can tell by the title of the episode what two civilizations they are. But before we get into that, you know what time it is. It's time for our current events. Current so. events. <laughs> we need a soundboard. That would be fun, yeah. Once we like start, I don't know, once the podcast starts to grow a little more, and I would say by the time, like, Episode 50 rolls around. Quality is going to continue to rise. <laughs> um, we do have microphones and we do have like headphones. But, um, sorry. Okay. Yeah, we do have microphones and we do have headphones. But our computer situation right now is just not working out. And we don't have like a recorder yeah. to actually record with our products. So... Yeah, we're working with our phones at the moment, but it works. <laughs> Without further ado, let's go ahead and get into these current events. And do you want to do the first one? Yeah, sure. I'm down for it. Okay. Space sperm. Yeah, sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Scientists are working on trying to send 6.7 million samples of sperm to the moon. Why? To the moon. <laughs> Oh my god. Just in case. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of smart hilarious. if you think about yeah. it. That's funny as hell. Uh, of course, just in case. <laughs> They'll be launched inside of a vault. Which I mean. To I, keep them safe. It doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah. If they're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> you wouldn't just send them out there in a plastic bag, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Similar to Noah's Ark, scientists want to send these samples into space. Seeds, sperm, eggs, and DNA to keep a copy of our life form safe. Yeah. And Which is honestly smart as fuck. It is because they pretty much have the fear of humanity being wiped out, which mm. is very likely there's anything could set going. us off. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a nuclear bomb like could go off at any second. Like anything could set us off. A meteorite could hit right now. And, you know, like we just wouldn't know. So, yeah, they want to be prepared just in case something like that were to happen. Right. That way there would be some type of proof that, like, we were here. Right. There was somebody here. We right. were at least smart enough to get some samples to the moon. <laughs> you know, so that way, other intelligent life, if they find those samples, they can possibly, if they have the technology, I would say if they have the technology to, like, travel, you know, throughout the galaxy and to the moon, they would have the technology to create life Most or, definitely. yeah, like, you know, recreate life, I guess you could say, like clone it. 
Um, so it wouldn't be too far fetched. Oh, I know. We're going to yeah. get into it. <laughs> In any case, that humanity gets wiped out, our traces won't be forever lost with this awesome plan. Yeah. So, really just to, you know, leave our mark, I guess you could say. But, you know, it's not going to be DNA and sperm from just anybody. Oh, hell no. Athletes, <sighs> scientists. <laughs> yeah, the people that, quote-unquote, matter. <laughs> so, um, continuing on with our current events... We have Russian Resurrections. About two decades ago, archaeologists in Siberia uncovered the remains of 3,000-year-old... I don't know if it's Scythian or uh, Scythian? I'm going to say it's Scythian. I feel oh, like the Scythian. Sea, I feel like the sea is silent. Okay. Um, so, yeah. 3,000-year-old Scythian warriors and their horses. Instead of allowing them to rest, though, Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu has announced his plan to clone them. And the remains were found in the Valley of Kings. I'm not too sure where that, that is. is. But it sounds cool. You've never heard of that? I've heard I of it. I've never heard of that. What? Nope. I've heard of it. I just don't know where it is, per se. Um, they discovered elements of horse sacrifices and horse harnesses as well. Um, because there were, like, That's horses like, found with these world. remains. And apparently, like, if they had harnesses and stuff, like... They knew what they were doing. We live in a very <laughs> weird world, man. Yeah. Trying <laughs> to clone them, though. Like, right. For what? Why? They might be That's fast, weird. I don't know. Like, what do you plan to do? <sighs> the world may never know, I guess. All right. Now we're going to jump into the ancient and lost civilizations. And I'm going to go first. <laughs> and my civilization that I decided to cover is Anchor. And apparently, Anchor is um like one of the most notorious, like the most known civil, like ancient and lost civilizations. Mm. I've personally never heard of Anchor, um, but it's one of those popular ones, kind of like Luxor in Egypt, um, like the city of gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of like Atlantis too. Like everybody knows about Atlantis, but apparently, a lot of people know about Anchor. So if you've heard about Anchor. Comment. It's where you can create Let a podcast know. and give hits. I swear, that too. <laughs> I know, it's kind of fitting. So, um, Anchor was located in Cambodia and built within a mix of forest and farmland in CM. Ooh, nice Cambodia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. CM? I've never yeah, heard of it either. I just say CM. It looks I bet it's stronger. pretty though. A mix of farmland and forest. That's right, cool. That's fucking you awesome. get the best of both worlds, kind of. Yeah. So, oh, okay, whoa, 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 it's in Siem Reap province. During this time, Cambodia was known as the Khmer Republic. Wow, guys, we're going to be fucking up names all throughout this episode. (laughs) You're doing great. (laughs) So, just bear with us. Um, Looking on a map, Anchor was located north of the Great Lake, which is Tonle Sap. And south of the Coolin Hills. Nice. That sounds cool, the Coolin Hills. Where you at? <laughs> Robin Coolin. <laughs> Just Coolin and Coolin. Right. So, in present day, what was once Anchor is now considered Northwest Cambodia. And we'll kind of like show a little piece of the map just so you can get a gist of where it would be. Um, the beautiful city of Anchor was created to be kind of like a water smart city. 
Um, and it was built with ravines, bridges, and so much more. But they were also cool very big fun. on like crop. That's cool as, as well. fuck. So it was like uh, hydropower. A hydropower. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They weren't like underwater or anything, but cool they utilized water very sufficiently. That's nice. And they knew what the hell they were doing too. Like they had it down. They had it down packed. I fuck with that. That's cool. Yeah. So background of the people, area, and make of the city. Anchor was the capital of the Khmer Empire from the 9th to the 15th century. And this era is considered the classical era of Cambodia, which I had no clue. Yeah. And that's a long time, if you ask me. The 9th century to the 15th century? Pretty, pretty that's decent a time. good amount of time. Yeah. So they weren't just like here for two seconds and got wiped out. They were there for quite a while. Thriving and shit. Yeah. So what's left of Anchor today and is a well-known monument is a temple complex that was built in the 12th century by King Suryavarman II. Oh, I'm going to just call him King S. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, King S reigned from 1113 to, what is, how do you say that? C1150? What is that? Uh, is that probably, Christ? It's probably Circa. Oh, okay. Wow. To circa eleven fifty, because that's so when, long ago. <laughs> because when it comes to Christ, it's usually like BC, and then they do right, AD okay, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's more than likely circa. Interesting. So mm. what does circa mean? Circa it, it just means around. Oh, okay. So there's not uh, an exact like yeah. time. It's just an estimate. Interesting. Mm. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh. Yep. Anchor also served as the royal center of dynasty for Khmer kings who ruled one of the largest, most prosperous, and sophisticated kingdoms in the history of Southeast Asia. So they were like top notch, like top of the scale, top of the line royalty. And yeah, they like had that status about them. They met the status quo, definitely. They understood the assignment, pretty much. (laughs) Fucking tea, goddamn. Yeah. So, kings of Anchor would rule over territory that extended from the Indo-Chinese Peninsula all the way to the Yunnan province in China. Damn. Yeah, so they had a uh, they good ass. They, they yeah, they had like, a good ass amount. Essentially, the Roman Empire of China. Well, Asia. Yeah. That's cool as Yeah, fun. pretty much. Um, even stretching this power into Vietnam and the Bay of Bengal. So, nice. even further. Yeah, they had a up. lot of stretch, yeah. <laughs> a lot of influence, too, if you think about it. That's what's up, man. Like, I wonder if all of those places today, like, kind of keepsake or, you know, like, have learned anything from the past that has kept um, going throughout like, all this time. And they like probably just, does, they don't know that it originates from that. But, like, what if it did? Like, you know. I feel like they definitely do. Because, um... Most Asian countries, they take a lot of pride in, like, their origins. Their history, yeah. yeah. their history. So, I'm pretty sure, like, they, they have their artifacts and stuff put away. Oh, yeah. So, three unique facts. Anchor was conceived as a symbolic universe structure according to a model done by traditional Hindu cosmology. With this in mind, Anchor was created around a central mountain or, like, a pyramid temple. And it is believed that this mountain or pyramid was home of the gods in this region. So this reminds me of Chinese Mount Olympus, right? But this That's reminds funny. me of oh, fuck. I forgot what pyramid it is. It's like that main pyramid that's like 
on the like the axis like it's in the center of the earth like the the calculations and like where it's set up is literally like the highest point and it's like the center of the earth and we don't know how Egyptians were able to literally line it up perfectly with like the equator and everything to mm-hmm. literally utilize all elements mm-hmm. and like harness all the energy that they can more for like a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of that because they knew what they were doing, you know, right. like how would you know that that mountain or that pyramid temple has that type of power to it you know they had to have some type of Guidance. i don't know <laughs> yeah something for and, it to be the exact center of the earth though like, that's fine. exactly like if anything if we ever do get to the point to where we can utilize um power like from space i feel like it would definitely have something to do with that specific pyramid oh yeah it would make sense, and it's got to be there for a reason. Yeah. It's it's probably an energy powerhouse. Probably fucked around with, like, the magnetic field of Earth and shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but going along with this, like, I was saying that Anchor is very big on water usage and how they utilize water. Mm-hmm. But apparently they're very big on cosmology as well, and, like, the stars and spirituality. Come here, son. Come on. Yeah, they're really big on all of that. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was like the main focal point of a lot of their beliefs. So a few notable features of Anchor include reservoirs, canals, and moats. Anchor was primarily in charge of water. Anchor was primarily in charge of water control and rice irrigation. So that's the type of crop that they did was rice. Yeah, rice um, Which makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. in Asia. So, and I think even to this day, rice crops are very big. Yeah, hell yeah. At some point, Anchor Tom was the name given to Anchor shortly after the ruling of Jayavarman the, is that seventh? That is... Yeah. Seven. Okay. The seventh. Um dub or dubbing this civilization the Great City. Which I think is a pretty Very damn fitting, fitting name. Yeah. It is pretty damn great. So all temples made in Anchor gave tribute to Indian cosmo cosmological and mythical themes. And now we're gonna get into the history of peoples and their beliefs. So, rulers of Anchor often believed in immortality, which is kind of common, I feel like. When it comes down to, like, lost civilizations or even just people from that damn long ago. (laughs) (laughs) From that damn long ago. Yeah, like, I feel like immortality was definitely more of a thing back then. I feel like that's that's a lot of... Like, eternal youth. That's a lot of what drove... You know, through um, a spiritual sense. That's a lot of what drove them. That's why they were so big on um, preserving the bodies and, like, tombs and whatnot. Right. That's the whole deal. To keep living on. Yeah. So, thus, and with this belief, thus the Wat Temple was made. And this is, like, the biggest landmark that leaves a trace of this whole civilization um which is basically what they're known for it's like the biggest landmark that they have Mm -hmm. so the Wat was and still is anchor's greatest and most famous temple ever made and in the 12th century the Wat was used as a funerary temple and king s the second wanted his remains to be deposited there in doing so, he would ensure his permanent identity in a symbolic sense 
with Vishnu, the Hinduism preservation god. So pretty much what you just said is that they would bury them and kind of have that belief that even though they're passed along like in a physical sense, they're still living on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of beautiful when you put it that way, but it's still kind of scary. Because, like, oh, yeah, what if they're not definitely. a good person? <laughs> like, most what the definitely. fuck? What if they're an asshole? Yeah. Yeah. Like, does it work both ways? Is there a way to not have them live on? Like, you know, yeah. I wonder how you even determine who's worthy of living on. In the Wat Temple, hundreds of statues of Asaparis, which are angelic dancers, were spread hey, okay. all throughout. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. So, day in the life and living conditions. Every piece of written record kept by Khmer folk about their lives and anchor are long lost or destroyed, which makes it a lost civilization today and ancient because it's old as hell. Um, the only records left are that of Zhao Daguan. He gave insight to kings, aristocrats, and most commonly, ordinary people like you and I. <laughs> So, yeah. Nice. Um, Zhao went into details about how men and women went chest uncovered and barefoot. Hey, okay. Right? Yeah. Fashion was simple. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Fashion was simple. A piece of cloth wrapped around your waist was enough. One cloth. One cloth. And honestly, that's pretty damn common back then. Because, like, not too long before that, they were completely naked. So, ordinary women were not allowed to wear hair jewelry, but could rock golden rings and bracelets. Hey, that's enough. But, like, right. I feel (laughs) like golden rings and bracelets, that's top of the line right there. So, I'm not tripping about no hair jewelry. On a different note, if an ordinary woman was seen as extra beautiful, she would be sent to court. Come on. (laughs) She would be sent to court to serve the king and royal family. Hey. Yeah, so they didn't just have anybody serving them. They had the baddest bitch. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. What's up? Right. They had the (laughs) best ones. Hey. I wonder how they, like, delivered. They had the eye candy in the house. uh, You think the king, like, told his little uh, little, uh, right-hand man? He was like, hey, that one right there. I want that one. I swear. Bro, yeah. Because the titties was out. They was just tittying. They was doing what they had to do. (laughs) So, common people's living conditions... Um, so we're going to start with the lowest level is pretty much the majority of people that lived in Anchor. Um, that's just in every place. Honestly, the poor people are the majority. So they weren't allowed to build their homes from tile and were only allowed to use hatch or not hatch thatch for their roof. I don't know what the hell. I feel like it's like a clay material maybe, or it might be not clay. I feel like it might be, um, you know, like those big leaves or like, you know, twigs. I know what you're talking about. Like something like that. I don't think that they were allowed to have anything nice, you know? Whack. Yeah. So, um, the size of a home is determined by wealth, never daring to emulate or overstep the styles of the great houses. Okay. So AKA royalty. So it's like, fuck it. You can do what you want to do as long as your shit don't look better than mine. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, I if you're 
If you're royalty, it's like, yeah. my shit got to be cream of the crop. Like, yeah, you got to have the best of the best. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, damn, what if I had a good idea? Yeah, <laughs> like, what if I'm just good at what I do? Damn. <laughs> right. So it's almost like architecture wasn't praised, you know? Because <laughs> think about it. If you would have had your, you, if, think about it. We moved in and built our fucking house on the corner of the fucking cul-de-sac. And we have the best fucking shit, top notch, and My our shit look cool mad. as hell. And no, nobody they else got it. They gonna right. go over and club the shit. So what the we fuck got stairs on the inside, upstairs, downstairs. They're gonna be like, what the fuck, fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. So y'all see them niggas' house, right? Right. Wow, y'all just let them build it? I swear. Unbelievable. Yeah, so poor people had homes, but with little to no furniture, such as tables, chairs, jars, and buckets. That's like niggas moving in an all-white neighborhood. Oof. (laughs) Don't. Sorry, guys. No, that's like (laughs) the YouTuber houses. They be having the nice ass houses. Let me stop. With no furniture. Yeah. No, but like they couldn't have tables and chairs. <laughs> like damn, they couldn't even have a damn jar or a bucket. How they supposed to the wash their ass? Because I'm sure that's how they did it back then. They didn't have a shower. Or they go, or they go get in the river. Oh, damn, this was a long time ago. All right, food and festivals. Earthenware pots were used to cook rice, and sauces were made with earthenware saucepans, and stoves were made out of three stones placed in the ground, and spoons were made of coconut husks. Now, mm-hmm. I just want to bra- backtrack a little bit, because what the hell is earthenware? Earthenware, um, it's ceramics before ceramics. It's template. So, like, clay from yeah, the earth and stuff, like, and then they... <laughs> that's cool. So okay. Like, yeah, no. When you got the resources, bro, you just... You that's come pretty damn creative. <laughs> yeah. And then the three stones in the ground, that makes sense. Making a pit, the... Yeah. The food yeah, on. that definitely yeah. makes sense. Like, if you were stranded, like, in a forest or in the wild, that's something that you would probably end up having yeah. to do anyway. For sure, for sure. And spoons made out of coconut husks. Now, that is interesting. Isn't it? I've heard of spoons being made out of, like, bamboo... But not coconut husks. Yeah. Um, it makes sense, though, with the coconut husk being as hard as it is. I could see how they would, like, fashion something out of it. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, that's true. So, rice um, would be served with earthenware or copper dishes imported from China. Now, that's not fancy. Now, I don't know if I would, like, be a fan of eating out of copper, though. You think you would taste the copper? Yes. <laughs> yeah, probably. But... Like, when you're eating I mean, out of clay, like, it wasn't sealed, so I'm sure like, if the food was hot enough, it would, like, no, mix. Uh, yeah, I don't know. How, with the clay? I don't yeah, know. They eat dirt. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I'd rather eat dirt than copper. <laughs> <laughs> so, sauces were then served in a small bowl made of leaves from a tree, which is pretty damn incredible innovative, man. hell Pretty yeah innovative. and they didn't leak and even when they were full of liquids like they wouldn't leak at all they were tight woven yeah when they work it works <laughs> so fish was their primary protein source like us we're pescatarian if you didn't know <laughs> except for on our cheat days hey we don't talk about cheat days yeah we only got one cheat day a week but hey, hey, even then we sometimes don't eat meat <laughs> love, love you guys games <laughs> or not meat but you know yeah Non seafood, beef and pork. <laughs> yeah, so and chicken and poultry. Yeah, so games and festivals were very common, and festivals were typically held every four months. Damn. And the last, I swear to God, that was getting <laughs> lit all the time, all the time. It's that time, y'all. <laughs> 
And the last month of every year, they would play very competitive ball games. And that hey, sounds fun. Okay. That's, right. That's it. I wonder, like, if that was kind of like their Christmas in a sense. Like, before there ever was a Christmas. Because it's kind of interesting that it was held the last month of every year. Kind of like how Christmas is. Like, kind of one of that, that big thing that you look forward to at the end of the year. Because I'm pretty sure that was something that was looked forward to throughout oh, the year. Oh, yeah, Nigga, we get to beat like each other. Like a big celebratory thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get to beat each other up for, for a couple of days, <laughs> and eat, get drunk. Yeah, exactly. Because those games back then were hella violent. So, yeah, they were. <laughs> so People uh, would die yeah. <laughs> with stuff like this. So at grand festivals, Angorians would witness firework shows, captivating Did dances, Right, insane <laughs> wild boar fights and royal reviews, and that's bro. That's all lit. So Take a, me back. They had a fashion show, goddamn. Dude, they saw fireworks. Yeah, that's how. That right there. How <laughs> were they able to make fireworks? Like, how did they do that? Well, the it, way that I'm picturing it is, they probably built a fire and threw like shit that like pops and it just pops up and then boom. What boom, the boom, hell? Boom. It would I, pop. I don't fucking know, but they did. <laughs> That is just so interesting, though. And yeah. that's cool as hell that they were able to witness something that, yeah. like, we witnessed, the, like, you know, in today's day and age that we it's so to, simple. Damn, but it's, but then again, it's, like, so, like, it's one of those things, like, everybody's seen fireworks. The history of it. Yeah, it does. Because, like, what? <laughs> but it's cool to see that something so simple was enjoyed even back then like yeah. fireworks it's something simple when you think about it simple as fuck. but that's cool because not everybody has seen fireworks right so and then you know captivating dances going along with the angelic dances as mm-hmm. well um wild boar fights that sounds dangerous as fuck yeah that sounds dangerous and kind of interesting <laughs> and but honestly like seeing animals fight i'm not a fan of yeah, no, but I know that back in the time that was their entertainment. That's like yeah, live TV like, right yeah. there. <laughs> and the Royal Reviews. I'm gonna get into That's that. That's a whole fashion show. I swear it is. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's not. But that would be cool as fuck too. To start the new year, Royal Reviews were conducted, and they would consist of the whole population of the kingdom gathering at the temple to be reviewed before the royal palace and accounted for. So, like, a consensus? Yes. That's cool as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, maybe they were dressed to the nines yeah. in their little cloth, had yeah. some little beads on there or something. Because <laughs> I know they wouldn't speak it though. You know what I'm saying? They tried yeah, I don't know what they noises. were speaking. That's crazy. I wonder what they were speaking. Damn, language is a wild thing, but that's a, yeah. that's a story for another time. So, amusement was essential, so dancers and music became... A, a central source of entertainment. Yeah, they were shaking ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were shaking naked booty. And if you think about it, dancing and music are spiritual yeah, things. Sure. They they do go hand in hand with For tapping sure. into your yeah. spirituality. And it's kind of cool because it definitely ties along with their beliefs. But it's just cool because, like, fuck that shit that we still have today. And that's never going to go away. Hey, like, oh, it's just going to keep changing and progressing with the time. So mm-hmm. I wonder what kind of dances they did. And, boy, I wonder what that music was sounding like. It was getting lit. <laughs> I swear. So a vast network of highways were created to link Anchor to various nearby provinces. Yeah. And, like, these highways were nice. Like... That's what's up, built man. like bridges type shit like 
I just be thinking like that would take I, you literally from one like they said one province to another. When I think about shit like that, I just be thinking like the nigga that just was like, okay, cool, we are gonna create a little pathway over here, and you just gonna make it look nice to put little yeah. stones around it, mm-hmm. and, and just I don't know, it's cool. And I I'm, I would think that they had like horses back then, and they maybe hopefully <laughs> they probably were using the boar. That sounds dangerous. Um, a wild boar. I mean. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like they would ride whatever they had on those highways to and from different places, which is just cool as hell because shit, like it's just like today's day and age, like you're able to get from one city to the next. That's essentially Mm -hmm. what they were doing, but before it was ever a thing. So the fall of Anchor and, you know, since it's a law of civilization, yeah, we're definitely going to have that. (laughs) Unfortunately, um, although in 1431, Anchor was officially abandoned, that wasn't the only cause to the city's demise. So a lot of people believe that when the king that was ruling over Anchor Mm -hmm. left and he literally like just dropped ship and just dipped Mm -hmm. in 1431, it was believed that every once everybody left like that's when it started to diminish Mm -hmm. but that honestly wasn't the bulk of it um so maintenance failures pertaining to moats water supply architecture and so much more were also a part of the fall of anchor and it makes sense if it it was around water yeah yeah, you do got to keep up with that and if everybody left then who's keeping up with it nobody (laughs) yeah wait (laughs) okay (laughs) man (laughs) so this failure to maintain the environment lasted upwards of a hundred years before anchor was no more slowly but surely the inhabitants looked elsewhere agriculture just wasn't as big anymore they said fuck it yeah exactly yeah i guess they just got bored bored. yeah which is so interesting for it to be as beautiful and like remarkable as it was yeah Yeah. so as for the make of the city it's believed that intense monsoon rains that were followed up by an intense drought in the region caused widespread damage to the city's infrastructure causing it to completely just collapse Knowing what I know about Southeast Asia and how they do have a monsoon season, this makes a lot of sense. That's just hella fucked up, though. Like, yeah. That was just the last of it. Like, all of that just gone. Yeah. You know? It's crazy how something could just basically Vanish. disappear. Yeah. yeah. Just... Exactly. And this left the legacy of the great city. Nice. Of Anchor. Yeah. On call. <laughs> I know. And speaking of Anchor... It's time to thank our sponsors. It is. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and thank our sponsor, Anchor, and we will get back to you guys for our second Lost Civilization. Season. Back like a booty crack. So, <laughs> now we can get into our second Lost Civilization. This one is Katol Hayuk. I don't know if I'm saying that right. If you're Turkish, please correct me. That sounds like a mouthful. It looks like a mouthful. Right. What was and what is... So, we're going to look at the origins and the discovery of this lost civilization. One of the largest and best preserved Neolithic Neolithic, Neolithic mm-hmm. proto-civilizations. And if what is that? Neolithic, uh, this was the time period where civilizations started settling down more. Oh. So, yeah. that's Becoming more of like a society. Mm-hmm. Coming together more. Yes. Okay. And it was located in southeastern Anatolia, which is turkey today oh 
that's cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was founded in approximately 7100 BC. See, Damn, a- so this one's even older yeah. than Anchor. Mm-hmm. What the hell? The civilization lasted from 7100 BC to roughly 5700 BC, but it had a wait. Group. How did time? How did time work? Isn't yeah. that backwards? Um. Yeah. I don't know. I always get confused about that. I think the. How does that work? I think um, the 7100. I think that's like. I guess it's like older, and then it goes down, and it. I don't know how it works. That's weird. Yeah. If you know, let us know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, we specifically don't know how, how it works. <laughs> but they had a great time of flourishment between, uh, well, around 7,000 BC. So things were good for, for like a little minute, at least from what I gather. And it's, Yeah, that's a pretty substantial amount of time as well. For sure. And its current location is Kanya Province, Turkey. Hmm. I've never heard of Kanya. It either, but I thought it was cool when I Turkey would it. be cool to like travel to. For it's sure. really pretty out there. For sure. The inhabitants and their way of life. So, on the plains of central Turkey, a group of Neolithic people settled at the edge of a river. And nice. they weren't exactly like a hydropower city, but they, you know, they stayed on the edge of the river. But that's is, still smart to which, stay Yeah, there, which is yeah. always good. You should always yeah. be in nature. You've got a protein supply source. You've exactly. got water that you could potentially clean i don't know if they knew to like clean water back then but i mean i'm sure they were like fuck it we've got water for bathing we've got water right. for cooking, cooking we got water for drinking we got water for everything so yeah that's really smart hell yeah the town they built there now known as chateau hayuk grew to Oof. about eight thousand people and two thousand houses Damn. Yeah. In the context of things, like, that's not a lot of people today, but back then when there wasn't as many people, right. <laughs> that was a lot and of people. it gets crazier people. because it was crammed within only 26 acres. <laughs> Wait, what the hell? Yeah. And Damn. That, and that's roughly the size of, like, 24 football fields. Yeah, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. In, in a, a small, small area. space. Yeah. Wow. Considering there were no streets or anything like that, people had to move on their roofs. So that was interesting. The way it's set up is real interesting. Like that's when you weird. Look up I want to see pictures yeah. for sure. So when they entered houses, um, they had a stairway from the roof that they would descend into a domestic space that was full of paintings, sculptures, and these sculptures and paintings uh, they usually depicted bulls, deer, leopards, vultures, and other human figures. That's cool. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean by other human figures? other human figures like, they didn't know like, human figures just, that didn't necessarily look like human figures yeah <laughs> so possibly aliens yeah man let me find out <laughs> damn everybody was talking to the aliens back then everybody where are they us. now where i want to know <laughs> the settlers had fine polished stone tools and they had domesticated cereals and sheep now in terms of like the cereal thing i have no clue specifically what that's about Okay. But the sheep thing is cool. In addition, they hunted wild cattle, pigs, and horses, and made use of many wild plants. And from like archaeologist research, there was evidence of wheat and herb being planted. So sweet. So they're been, big on crops too. Yeah, they've been big on their ag- agriculture. Interesting. And if you hear a little rattling in the back, it's Oliver playing with a new toy. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got my boys. That's new stuff. So and they love it. <laughs> So, I, did that. I tried. <laughs> so to continue on, 
There were communal ovens built above the home, and this is where group activities were also held. And they never say Damn. like... Yeah, they never say like what specific group activities, but it just says group activities were held here. Because hmm. they didn't have like... What if they were just having like powwows Yeah, and they never had like specific information like when I looked into That's it. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was like rituals. You never know. More than like <laughs> <laughs> So, um, the interesting thing about this civilization is it's very well preserved and so it went through it went through a couple of uh excavations and it says during excavations art is everywhere among the remains of kato hayuk geometric designs as well as representations of animals and people were all everywhere Hmm. yeah like on the walls walls in the city itself it's just full of geometric architecture which is I wonder if there was a reason why yeah. it was geometric, though. Which is pretty interesting because, like, if you think about most ancient civilizations, like, even, like, the pyramids, they're huge fucking... It's crazy. It's all about math. Yeah. It's, and... It's, yeah. <laughs> fucking math. I hate math. <laughs> <laughs> the volume and variety of art in Chateau Hayuk is immense and must be understood as a vital functional part of their everyday lives and its ancient inhabitants. Yes. Yes. So, now we look at their religious views and their rituals. Archaeologist James Mellart of the University of London worked with his wife Arlette at this site from 1961 to 1965. And this was like the first excavation like during that little time period. Damn, that's pretty, con- that's pretty recent. Yeah. I like that name, Arlette. It's different. That is a nice name. <laughs> so, James discovered a figurine of a naked woman seated with felines around her and her hands resting on their heads, presenting a tame nature. This was said to be the mother goddess. Ooh, so I'm with it. a little Giddy. interesting, ti- <laughs> a little interesting tidbit about this part. Um, this civilization specifically, um, I guess they were into matriarch- matriarchal rule. Because what was that? Basically, when women are like ruling the kingdom. Ooh, yeah, I like that. It's pretty interesting. Okay, because- Turkey. <laughs> Archaeologists <laughs> found that in earlier civilizations, mat- matriarchal rule was more common for. For most civilizations than everybody initially thought. Hmm. Which is an interesting fact. I don't know why they didn't keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That's a story. Mm-hmm. In the early excavations of the site, Miller found that the ribs that they found had soot and... Well, soot deposits in them. So that means... Their shit was burnt. Yeah. To the ground. Well, is that, and plus, like, they lived in closed quarters, in a sense, because the way their houses were built, mm-hmm. they had a hole just in the top center of the of the home, so, and they also had, like, fireplaces in the middle of their shit, so. Well, that's cool. kind of just, but, yeah, yeah, that's dangerous. <laughs> and this is because when the people would die, they were buried under the hearth, which is the fireplace of the home. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you be able to smell dead bodies all throughout, once they... Stop it, son. I don't even know. Yeah. Once they, uh, like, you know, start using the fireplace. Exactly. But under the fireplace, though? Like, right under? Yeah. <laughs> okay. The holes that were in the roofs were to dispel the smoke from the homes, but the people were constantly breathing in the air, which more That's than likely. That's not good. Yeah, which more than likely, they, you know, a lot of people probably suffocated. And died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whoa. There's also research that showed that after burial, they would later dig up the bodies and use the heads for ceremonial reasons. Now, in terms what of what kind of, it doesn't even say. <laughs> well, Bur- interesting, right? <laughs> 
Bruh, no. There's some weird stuff that used to go on. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Burials, it's it's kind of culty, yeah, but I like it. Right? <laughs> Burials at Chateau Hayuk show no significant variations, either based on wealth or gender. The only bodies which were treated differently were decorated with beads and covered with ochre. And ochre is a clay-like material. Oh, so not the food. Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> and this was specifically meant for the children. So it shows that they, oh. like, they like cared about their children. That shows wow. that this civilization was settling down more because they were able to... They valued... Yeah. Wow. Young life. Interesting. So a couple of interesting facts. The people used their roots as streets because it was extremely overpopulated so people was hopping from roof to roof literally like sound like chris brown from wall wall. (laughs) also it is the best representation of an early civilization thriving completely with agriculture and hunting being a part of its culture it's like i said neolithic uh time period was a time where civilizations were settling down and this was actually like one of the first um and you know literally the best representation of, of settling Mm. So they set the bar. Yeah. And they set it pretty damn high. Hell yeah. <laughs> the architecture of Chateau Hayuk is described as one huge building compromised of several cells, similar to a honeycomb or an anthill. Ooh. And you know how, I thought that was cool. You know how intricate like anthills and honeycombs can oh, be? Yeah. So, like, Super. It's so fascinating yeah. though. Like, it's incredible what they can do and just how they work together. Like... I don't know. It's for the betterment of their species, yeah, you know, like yeah, they work to protect each other. And it's just great. If only humans. <laughs> but the see, and that's, that's the thing. Like we've had conversations about that before. I think the only thing that separates us from animals is our ability to reason. But the problem with that and is. Greed. That's the thing. The problem with that is we get wrapped up in greed and we don't go anywhere. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, um, along with the civilization, I feel like we learned a huge lesson from them. And it says, throughout research and years of excavation, archaeologists believe that Chateau Hayuk people provided a perfect example of transition in two key areas. The first is they showed evidence of becoming a more settled culture instead of um, nomads. Mm. Okay. So, mm. instead of just roaming around, going from place to place, they were like, this is my home. Yeah, we're just going to chill out for a minute and, <laughs> I'm staying and set here. up shop right here, you know? That's cool. Yeah. And the second is it gave a very in-depth view of the Neolithic era and the transition from hunting and gathering to a more skilled agricultural practices. So more tame. Yes. And that's good. Oh, yeah. It's so it kind of awesome. literally pretty much set the bar for where we are today. Yeah, like it's this... Um, like the first... Urban city. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Cool as fuck. Hell I would yeah. love to go to like one of the excavation sites and see what it looks like now. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. Tell us what you guys think about those two ancient and lost civilizations. Um, I think they were pretty damn interesting. Oh, like, definitely. Fuck. Definitely. I don't know. Like, and, it's and pretty cool. It's <laughs> crazy because the second, like, Shuttle, you guys never heard of it until I was like, Neither have up, I. I like, Same oh, thing with Anchor. I haven't heard of either one of those. So <laughs> it was kind of cool to learn about them, too. Definitely. Um, And that brings us to our ending questions. Questions. Yeah. We have four of them today. So the first one is Do you believe looking at ancient civilizations could help us improve? And that could be as a society, that could be with technology, mm-hmm. that could be with pretty much anything. 
And I think, yes, I think there's a lot that could be learned from these ancient and lost civilizations, guys. Like, they knew some stuff that we just can't comprehend. Uh, The things that they were able to do are things that we can't even do today with all of the tools and the skills that we have acquired. It's kind of insane. You know, It's and it's kind of crazy to, like, say that, oh, people were dumber back then. How could you say that when they were able to do such amazing things, you know? So I definitely think they could And that's speaking in terms of, of before, like, the Dark Ages and Victorian era because yeah. we got... Well, I mean, there's always times oh, of, like, gosh. triumph and, you know, yeah, there's going to yeah. be wins and losses yeah, yeah, and the good and the bad. But, so what do you think? Oh, hell yeah. Definitely. We should definitely study, like, older civilizations. Just More to, often? Yes. It would definitely help us out a lot in a lot of different areas, really. And that's in terms of science and, like, our philosophies on life and everything. So, mm-hmm. should definitely look into them. Our son is over here wild and <laughs> he got sprayed. Now he wants attention. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. What civilization interests you the most? And that could be, like, anyone that you know. Yeah, all like, civilizations. Honestly, for me, it's Atlantis. I just love Atlantis. I know it's basic, but I, I just love the water. <laughs> and it's just cool to think the whole story of Atlantis. Oh, I yeah, just it love it. Cool the Disney story. movies. Love it. I just love it all. I love it. <laughs> I get that. Um, I'd say one that interests me the most in terms of like Lost City aspects. I have two. I have Jamestown, Virginia and Roanoke. I was thinking Roanoke too. Roanoke like, is pretty damn interesting. Yeah, she just the lack of evidence. <laughs> just nothing tells a big story. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so the third question is, would you want to visit? And this could be Anchor or how do you say it? Chateau Hayuk. Yeah, or that. <laughs> I cannot. I don't. I don't even want to try. Try or maybe. any civilization. Yeah, anyone. Um. I would definitely, honestly, I would want to visit either Luxor or Anchor. Because with Luxor, if it's the city of gold, like, I just want to see. Oh, yeah, like, how I'm on that boat. I'm definitely on that boat. I just want to see that. And then for Anchor to see the moats and to see how they kind of created. Um, I would just love to just sit and, like, take notes and just watch them do their thing. Oh, yeah. Once time travel becomes a thing... In today's day and age, <laughs> it might be in the future, but if we could, like, or it could get there the sooner, Who knows? Uh, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> then hell yeah, I would definitely go and take uh, notes. Like you said, up. bring my phone and record. They're going to be, they, they would be, like, fucked up over that. They're like, what, are, what is what, that? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> uh, question number four. Wait, you didn't answer. Where would you? Oh, no, I, I, I said I was on board with Luxor. That was my oh, answer. that's it? Yeah. Okay. And our last question, what civilization would you want to be a part of if you had the choice? Mm. Fuck it. I like gold. <laughs> Luxor is definitely one. I'm down. I think with, I mean, Atlantis would be cool as fuck. I mean, yeah. But I wouldn't, I don't know. Like, I would visit probably, but I would definitely live in Anchor. Just because fireworks, dancing, <laughs> like, I don't know, hey, it just nah. seems so cool. Damn, I would hope so that I'm not poor, because they damn you. sure don't have much, but, <laughs> you know. Just build your house better. <laughs> so, what, so I can get killed in class? No thanks. I'll live in a hut. Gladly. <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, I would definitely be a part of Anchor. Just because, like, 
all the things that they celebrated and even the things they believed in are kind of in line with things that I believe in, like more in the spiritual sense and like the stars and just, you know, things yeah. that make sense. <laughs> so, yeah. I get that. Yeah, nah. I just want to see all the gold. I'm I'm down for Luxor. <laughs> you think there was just gold dripping everywhere, I though? It could have been. Why not? Like, Maybe. <laughs> why you never not? know. Straight up. Shit, we weren't there. Right, literally. It could have been, though. I swear, I wish. Could have been. been cool. Just imagine, bro, like, what, what life would have been like if we was just somewhere else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another whole... That, that would have been crazy. Yeah, we would have. Somebody getting a car, bro? You know what? I guess. So, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess that brings us to the end of episode 19. This was a good one. Definitely more on the chill side. We're filming like super late at night this time, and we never usually do. It's usually in the daytime. So yeah, and we also have a new addition. We have a new lava lamp because check it out. Our first one, you know, look cool. Yeah, it does. It's not in our next episode because we actually filmed that episode before this one. So yeah, but you'll see it from. Here on out after episode twenty. It's all, it's all I kind of wish we had it for episode twenty, but Amazon be playing. It's a simulation anyway. <laughs> it is. So go ahead and tune into that simulation theory that we got for you. Go ahead and click whatever you're listening or watching us on. Go ahead and click to that next one right now. Right now, right now, uh, right now. Because we did a double upload for you guys this week, and we hope that you guys enjoyed. <laughs> And yeah, that was it for yeah, episode so, nineteen. Um, any kind of words, any uh, words of encouragement, or anything? Um, I would say, when you feel like you're at your wit's end, keep going. Straight up, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that means okay, <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, the light just died. So. <laughs> I've been your host, DJ. And I've been your host, Sav. Stay light, stay bright, stay positive. Catch us next time on Deeper Deeper Than Most. Than Most.